0: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Charlie's Music Production Lessons, which is a spin-off of my podcast, Composer Quest. I'm Charlie McCarran, and in this show I'll be digging into my own productions in hopes of getting your creative gears turning. One of my secret weapons in my productions is randomness. I often try to set up a system that generates random pitches and rhythms. If you've never tried this kind of music making, just google generative music, and that should give you more info on how to get started. In this episode, I show how I use randomness in one of my video game scores. The finished track, called Glibberigwald, can be found on the Star Reaction soundtrack at UntiedGames.bandcamp.com. This production lesson originally aired in ComposerQuest episode 61 with Michael Chadwick, and it makes a little more sense in context of that episode. But just know I'm starting out talking about how to make good looping video game music. For more music production lessons and composer interviews, visit ComposerQuest.com. I started thinking about what could people listen to on repeat that would help them zone out and get into the game. And just like Michael was talking about, I think the answer comes more from interesting rhythms than a catchy melody. And I think Michael's comparison of catchy melodies to Sweet Candy is a really good one, because I can totally see how you could get sick of having the same melody repeat over and over and over again. So what I tried to do with this new track is to create a soundscape more so than a song. And for my starting point, I took a small snippet of my main theme for the video game, and put it on loop. So first, here's a little bit of my main theme. And here's the snippet of the track that I put on a loop using my new best friend, the arpeggiator effect in Ableton Live. One thing that's cool about looping a pre-existing track is that it has its own rhythm, but when you put it on a loop, the rhythm gets thrown off a little bit, and it keeps pushing and pulling the beat. And to make this rhythmic pushing and pulling a little bit more pronounced, I added a bass part with a pickup note to give it a little more life. My favorite part of this track is a flute synth sound I added, and I once again used the arpeggiator effect to create random burbling notes. I tried adding an effect called beat repeat, and the cool thing about it is that you can make the pitches kind of fall off after the notes happen. really liked that slidey falling effect. But I thought all these falling notes needed some sort of balance with rising notes too. And so I messed around with a few effects and found that an effect called grain delay could achieve what I wanted to do, make the pitches kind of rise up after they happen. And I set this delay to go up by two semitones with each delay. In other words, it creates a whole tone scale, which you probably will recognize from any dream sequence in any movie ever. I should pause for a second to say that I know this is getting kind of technical, but I hope that even if you don't totally understand the effects I'm doing, at least hearing pieces of how they work in my track will be helpful. I'd love to get feedback from you, charlie at composerquest.com, if you think these music production lessons are worthwhile, or if you have suggestions for me to make them better. And by the way, if you are a visual learner, I do have a screenshot of my Ableton Live project for this track at composerquest.com slash Chadwick. So, picking up where we were, the rising and falling notes. I decided that I wanted to alternate from falling notes to rising notes about every 10 seconds. So here's what the effect sounds like on the main synth track, and notice the shift from falling notes to rising notes. It's kind of a subtle effect over the whole track, but... I think compositionally, it adds a little something that wasn't there, and I think of these rising and falling notes as kind of like questions and answers. In music, your phrases either end going up or down, just like a question, how are you? I'm fine. These kind of question and answer up and down movements are really simple, but an effective tool for creating a stable or unstable effect in a phrase. If you end it going up, it'll be less stable than if you end it going down. So try thinking about that when you're composing, and listen for it in other people's music. So, one last thing I wanted to point out in this video game track. Remember last episode, Brooke DeRosa talked about 808 kits? Well, I tried a little 808 cowbell in this track, which is super cheesy on its own. But by adding some reverb delay and softening the attack, I made it into kind of a background synthy sound. One last technical note for you video game composers who need to create music on a loop, I just found an awesome button in Ableton Live called Render As Loop. And what that does is it takes the reverb tail from the very end of your track and pops it on the beginning of your track, so you have a seamless transition when you loop it. So I structured this piece kind of visually, actually, because I had all four instruments laid out in front of me, looping for four and a half minutes, and that would be boring, so what I did was change the volume level of each track kind of randomly throughout to accentuate certain instruments at certain times. And I also have different effects becoming more and less prominent over time, including a reverb that I put over the whole thing, and I turned it up to 100% at one point to make it totally ambient and non-rhythmic. Again, if you want to follow along visually to see these volume levels I drew in in my Ableton Live project, go to composerquest.com. Alright, enough explaining. Let's take a listen to Starpagiator.